It's Wednesday, March 27th, and I'm home sitting by a spring fire as winter came back for an early spring visit. Home is this place in a shrimping village by the sea, one I call Merci. It speaks gratitude, and so do I. I've recently returned from a four-day retreat for artists and creatives called Refine. One word, listen, was the theme for our time together. Listen was the thread which wove each element together, the speakers, the moments, the movement in a place called the Pines. Tied together, though loosely, the word was a banner over four days of rest, reflection, art journaling, worship, a poetry circle, and walking the grounds of a former convent. I'm still listening, which means I'm a little quieter as I come here today to the podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Wynn Marshall, and you're listening to Peabody's Pursue the Art of Noticing. This is Season 2, Episode 13. I'm returning more and more to my love of poetry. When I began my writing journey, I began with poetry, and now I am gathering up my words collecting them and placing them in one physical space. More on that later. Very often, poetry can serve as a placeholder, a vessel, for emotion and words in a way that nothing else can. Poetry holds ideas, emotions, nuance, and ways of seeing slant. Pieces of the poet, collected and stored up by the note-taker, the noticer, the discoverer, and the observer of beauty and wonder. Thank you for receiving my own poetry today. Thank you for both listening and hearing my words. Perhaps you will hear one word, one phrase that will resonate deeply within you and lead you to your own wondering and wandering Perhaps you will go off on a poetry journal of your journey of your own, reading and writing a few lines more today than you did yesterday. My hope is that blessings will attend your time with poetry. On remembering, remember what hasn't been yet before. Today, remember what the dreams hinted to in a happy, haunting, nocturnal sort of way of what might come to be on some other summer's day. Things hope and longing used to say in breathy whispers along the lines of could, perhaps, and maybe. Moments that haven't had their chance to live to see today. Remember what hasn't been, unravel next time, reweave memories from yesterday, remember Wednesday on a Tuesday, and all the things that wait that ask to be remembered, like healing, birth, and death, and poems that take a year to gather, line by line on the poet's winsome breath. Lullaby and Goodbye Name it, and it must be so. Dwell among the symbols of the hard-working ones. And you begin to believe in permanence, strength, 
in rhythms of nets going out to sea, as if the reputation builds a muscle, a memory, a town, a lullaby, a whole town's lullaby, your own sweet lullaby. Focus on a village that feeds a hungry, privileged soul like me. I dine at whim again and again on fresh crustacean wearing their gray armor, fresh in season, headless, turning pink as they hit the heat. And then one day she tells me, empathy jumps on top of me, my armor cracks and breaks. Now the boats are leaving town, and I wonder why. In this shrimping village by the sea, what have I failed to see? Haunted by the ghost townishness that has taken up temporary residence. Wind blows through the docks, echoes back and forth. No buffer there to absorb, changing tide of time. I throw a rock, it sinks. Shortage and shortfall remind me of my shame at forgetting what I forgot to never take for granted just because it's in a name. Lines on a face. Lines on a face can be read. Stand with me in the shadows, in the light. Perhaps we've forgotten how to open a book. I wouldn't speak for you because I can't. Once when I was young, I fingered the rivers on my mother's skin, stretched taut, followed the blue pathways on a thirty-something's hand, felt her age pulsing in the coursing veins. I read age like the blind read a page. My eyes partnered with my child hands, teamed up to untangle her mysteries, heard her body tell the story of a half-life plus some. As we sat on a pew that was ours for an hour on Sunday, nine-tenths of the law and all. In the pews of Methodism, souls lined up to hear, truth be told, I could not hear hers, buried deep within her soul. Mink eyes on the face of a fashionable rap, thrown over the shoulders of a worshiper, stared back at me, two pews up and to the left. I thought of his sacrifice for status and beauty, the things of nightmares when you are ten, and I think of that still, her sacrifices too. Draped in death, I found the mink eyes meet my hazel eyes, frozen, motionless, dipped in death. I looked elsewhere, and then I looked back. Lips were red, injectionless, skin was powdered and rouged. 1960-something and hairspray lingered in the air. Lifelines seek a safe place to preach the stories they have lived. Thanks for joining me today for episode 13. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. I'm glad you've been here. If you're returning week after week, thank you for listening in today. As a reminder, after Easter, we will return to the format of hosting guests every week. During Lent, I have taken the mic as a way of simplifying and slowing the pace just a bit here. I look forward to introducing you to the wonderful guests I have lined up for the post-Easter season as we move through spring and summer. You all are in for a treat. 
Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform so that you don't miss an episode. We will be hosting some amazing artists, creatives, humans. I want you to be present with me every week. Thank you for finding time in your day for Peabody's. Find us also on Instagram at Peabody's Podcast and Elizabeth Wynn Marshall. And consider signing up to receive the Peabody's newsletter. Visit ElizabethWMarshall.com and click the newsletter tab to sign up to receive a copy in your inbox. I'm your host, Elizabeth Wynn Marshall. Thank you for listening in today. I'm grateful for your presence here.